0: If the U.S. government, the media, the legal system, and the church can't keep democracy alive, it's time for a state sale, a podcast on American democracy, because America is better than
1: to a state sale. Finally, Brad and I are once again reunited, and it feels Yay. so good. <laughs> Today we're going to dive into absolutely anything and everything we think of to talk about the stupidity that is around us still too often. What, voter suppression, COVID-19, immigration, Republicans, white evangelicals. cheese We need like three days full of
0: podcasts. (laughs) Bullshit in a binder, Lori.
1: (laughs) Hey, bullshit in a binder is actually a term I come up with later in the pod. And so now just be okay with the fact that you will learn why it's so funny later. Okay, back to the pod.
0: I've been having a lot of these twinges of late because I've been, I've been really pushing on reading The Jesus She's and John, John Wayne, Wayne, which I cannot recommend enough. It's a fantastic book. I mean, she did a great job. There's been a time when I've sort of thought what I should do is just have a bottle of, of, of Jameson's out and just sort of like, all right, here we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get through another chapter, which I mean, it's so well written and so well done, but there, there are these moments of like, especially with the James Dobson stuff, I didn't realize just, I don't think I had any yeah. idea how insidious he was it would have been okay with all these people having either affairs or divorces if there were multiples. You know, if you if you if you get divorced twice and have sex with a porn star, then they're okay with that. Yeah, so that, that right. should have been the that should have been the right. lesson learned.
1: My big research paper for my honors English class on the televangelists and what a mm-hmm. scam they were.
0: That was before Swaggart was caught with the prostitute. Well, it was all it?
1: in that time. It was 87, 88. Jimmy Swaggart yeah. got caught with the prostitute. Jimmy Baker and Faye, Jimmy and Faye. Yeah. Tammy, Tammy, Fanny. Tammy Faye. Yeah. <laughs> and their billion dollar right. enterprise, right? And the theme park. Didn't they do a theme part Bible uh, land or something?
0: Maybe. It's possible.
1: <laughs> Oral Roberts <laughs> and his, I'm going to, you know, give me a million dollars or God's going to kill me. Like, stop right. it. Yeah.
0: I was like, it. go for it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I
1: know. Like, Bye. Why are people paying money? This is, this right. is perfect. This,
0: this, this, this is our chance.
1: That's right. Da, 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 da. We, he just told us what we can do to get rid of him. What are you doing? <laughs> it, it took actually seeing it in person with the oh, SPC yeah. to really be like, no, this isn't just like some bad apples, as right. we like to say. This is, this
0: this is, is the rhyme. Southern
1: Baptist Convention to the core.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jim Baker is still out there. Crazy as fucking loon. I mean, he is just (laughs) absolutely. But his son is like a progressive. He cannot believe what his father says. And I just read, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Rick Joyner. Yes. You know, all of his kids, like he has five kids. They're all progressives. They're all, you know, they're like climate activists and everything else. And here he is, you know, talking about a, a civil war against the liberals. And they're like, that would be me. So
1: does it seem like Joyner worked himself into that very narrow conservative mindedness or, or has he always been that crazy and they just I think rebelling? he's,
0: I, let me put it this way. I think he's been crazy longer than Rudy Giuliani. Lisa and I were are sitting outside. Rudy Giuliani came up and we're like, you know, I mean, how do you explain somebody being just radicalized? Some of these people, when you dig into where they are, like Rick Joyner or like even Eric Metaxas, you know, who was out on Twitter the other day telling people not to get the vaccine, (laughs) in in he's in Jesus and John Wayne too, and so he's been he's been part of that I think longer than I realized. Right. I mean, Giuliani though was like a liberal Republican. I mean, he was you know (laughs) dressing up in drag on Saturday Night Live. I remember him being not what he was sold at completely, but I don't remember him being just just batshit crazy. Do you?
1: (laughs) No, gosh, no. I mean, my real and only thought of Rudy Giuliani prior to the last four years was 9-11. Here's somebody standing out and saying the right things and helping us feel a little right. better about right. what's going on and what's happening. And so that was it. Now every mention of Rudy Giuliani, the first thing you think about is it looks like he just got electrocuted by something, you know? And it's like I can't get that picture out of my face. Like he's, no. he, it is batshit crazy. And then it's only gotten worse. It's not like just batshit crazy, but it is like, yeah. la la land. That guy is in another yeah. world.
0: You're expecting him to be, you know, with Lynn, Lynn, what's his name? Lynn Wood? Who is running for GOP yeah. chair in, in South Carolina. for.
1: Yeah. for- <laughs> he's running against another Trump supporter. It'll be interesting to see how much of South Carolina is totally batshit crazy. And how much is just, you know, Trump supporting normal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course, the other, the other one I keep expecting to see Rudy and now I'm blanking on her name, Powell. Sidney Powell. Powell. With her- Her defense. No one could possibly take me seriously as I testified in court.
1: My 14 year old son heard that and he knows Im- immediately. He said, I mean, doesn't <laughs> it ruin like the background of everything she's been talking about? But, yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, it couldn't matter because they're too disjointed for our general populace to make this connection. But the same time she's saying nobody could believe that because it's outrageous, the Georgia Republicans are saying, everyone needs to pass these voter suppression laws because this voter fraud is outrageous. The disconnect was amazing yeah, and depressing
0: yeah,
1: and disgusting and what they still did it.
0: The voter suppression stuff, I mean, we've been talking about, it, you and I've been talking about it since the beginning of this podcast, David Frum said when Republicans start losing elections, they won't uh, alter their stances. They'll just try to change the rules. And that's clearly what's happening. One of the history of of voter suppression, at least in the last couple of elections, is that it tends to actually just piss people off so much that there's a whole bunch of people who are like, you know what? If you left me alone, I probably would just simply uh, be too lazy to get out and vote. But you know now that you're pointing it out and making it harder and going out of your way to 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 make it harder, then I'm sort of like, well, fuck you! I'm gonna go vote. You know, I mean, there there's a little of that.
1: It'll bring attention to it that will enrage lots of voters, particularly black voters in Georgia. I think they they were already pretty enraged. You would expect a little bit of a downturn. You know, the 2022 midterm elections, just because that's usually what happens, especially if your party is in power. This could just you know ensure the opposite
0: they're going to be out there in droves yeah i mean republicans i mean he's dead in the water in in georgia uh in terms of being re-elected as secretary of state and i mean he voted for trump he right. i think he voted i think he voted for those those two assholes they had running for senate i mean they could not have picked two worse people no they could have they could have I, no, I, right. I no i no longer will say that about any republican there's they they can there's always somebody worse they can always find somebody worse if that doesn't tell you what the cult of the gop is then nothing does i mean if 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 a hardcore trump voting republican is now you know has to have private security probably because i'm guessing that there's some nut job who wants to take him to a pizza party or basement right it's ridiculous i mean it's just i mean it's it's not nothing new we've been talking about this for a long time but you just see how unhinged and how disconnected from reality it's stunning
1: It is stunning. Yeah. What do you want to talk about today?
0: (laughs) Well, you know, one of the things that's been interesting, I mean, we haven't done one in a while. I think Biden is struggling a little bit with the messaging on immigration. His presser last week, you know, I mean, the immigration stuff was fantastic, you know, where he's like going on and on. And then finally saying, I don't know how much detail you want. I could keep talking, but that's probably long enough on this question. And I thought, what a stark contrast. I read later that people are like, well, he had all these cheat sheets up there. I mean, he was prepared to talk about issues in front of the American people.
1: Should anyone point out how Kaylee McInerney took a Binder this big that was all of the disinformation tactics to use when given a certain question.
0: We're back to binders full of stuff, aren't we?
1: (sighs) Binders full of bullshit. Yeah, exactly. That sounds like a good title for the show. Binders full of bullshit.
0: Yes, I like it.
1: (laughs) We should get into another podcast just on immigration because it is a complicated problem. Yes, is a complex and layered issue and there are problems with just letting anybody in even if they're all good people if anything what i appreciate is that they're 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 trying to deal with it right now and biden of all people remembers they wanted to do more he's not happy with what they did he and obama did do when they were in office Mm. because it is such a such a complex problem and what you really need is you you really truly need all of our people in government listening to the the people who work in these areas the social workers the, the immigration workers the, the, like the, all the people that really deal on the you know on the front lines of this to right. understand the problems and have you know try to have a true think tank of how are ways we can we can solve this because just sending money to the countries and telling them, you know, trying to send it to the social organizations there to improve the lives is a is a good tactic. But I listened to a great podcast on how it's still so hard to make that work. It's still yeah. so hard to make that money go to what it needs to, to change. Because if you still have corruption in their government, putting money at the social organizations doesn't change that corruption, right? So there it's it is such a problem on so many different levels that to just say, we're going to close the border or we're going to open the border, right, simplifies it in a way that is totally unfair to the problems on, on either side of the issue.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, that reminds me of, of uh, cause, and I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up and, and the complexity of it. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about the military people and I don't have, I'm, I'm guessing Colleen would probably know uh, more about this too, but. You know that there are an awful lot of people. If they've been in the military for a long time, if they're career people, if they've actually, you know, had to make uh, difficult decisions, they're they're all for what they call soft power. I mean, they're all for trying to figure out ways. They all recognize that that foreign aid, for example, isn't just some kind of uh, feel good kind of thing. That it it can be, of course, a complete waste, as you as you just pointed out. It, yeah. It's not it's not a it's not a cure all for anything. But they also recognize the cost of actually military action or or confrontation or stuff like that. And, and you know, I mean, that that's the part. You, you want people involved who are looking at all the different scenarios there to recognize that 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 there isn't there isn't one magic bullet to any of this. And that's true if we're looking about at at impoverished countries overseas that have a problem of spawning terrorism, you know, there isn't one magic bullet but also treating it as if the only thing we have to do is show up with guns is going to solve it or the only thing we have to do is build a wall which we know that's bullshit um uh i I, or we can
1: hide immigrants in cages and just ignore them you know
0: right (laughs) right yeah as if as if some of those people won't uh, if they survive aren't going to be really pissed and look for ways they're going to to harm americans down the road i mean that's you know i mean i I I would if i was them right right it's amazing how kaylee i mean she's out there she predicted that his press conference would be that he would just deflect and not address anything and of course he i mean he was you know he was he was good i mean he was you know i, I was i was impressed with it not one question about the pandemic yes. and and one of the reasons maybe that people didn't ask question is they do feel like that that whatever being handled you, it's being handled i mean it's not like we're out of the woods clearly we were just talking about that i mean the numbers are up in new york and california uh, all across the country. We just saw that they're up here in our county, in Larimer County, um, and they're up among younger people who are not vaccinated, all that kind of stuff. But
1: Who went to Miami for spring break.
0: <laughs> right. We've got, you know, 3 million plus uh, vaccinations a day. That's increasing. I, I, I sort of wonder if that isn't the reason people weren't asking the question because he really is on top of it.
1: Plus he opened his remarks talking a lot about what he'd been doing and what they've done and what they'd accomplished. And so to some extent, reporters are looking to ask the question that hasn't been addressed. The ones they chose for that were not questions that needed to be addressed. A couple of them, you know, like if he's answered everything you want to know about COVID-19 because he addressed what they're doing, still journalism would tell you, you ask a question so you can get like his reaction about that. Right. So you get, you get a little more personal side to that. But then you, then you would ask other topics that you're interested in, but for someone to ask about the 2024 election, that's just, that's stupid. Just trying to create a clickable clickbait headline, not for any journalistic rationale whatsoever.
0: It's about politics as a game, not about policy that matters to people is what that is. I don't
1: even think it's, it's not even the politicians playing the game it's a journalist needing to have some clickbaity headline yeah,
0: bullshit in a binder
1: no. right there
0: bullshit in a binder <laughs> biden has been relatively boring which is what we were hoping for i mean we we don't wake up every day wondering what the fuck he's done because he's actually been working it's right. not that it's been flawless or that there haven't been mistakes because that's the nature of the beast even in areas that he has complete control over especially once you get into logistics and bureaucracy mistakes are going to happen you know and we've seen that but honestly i have to say i i've been stunned at how not stunned i i've been pleasantly surprised at just how kind of nice it's been to just sort of see competence you know jen pisaki up there just not lying but also not putting up with bullshit
1: not ever no. she, i love her she, she will see, not back down from talking to you know an idiot and letting them know that their question was stupid no.
0: did you see the speaking of idiots when the, the fox guy was complaining fox hasn't been called on he's not on the list of and he's like has he uh taken your questions before well yes but that was when i shouted them out have, have we talked to you here in the press conference yeah but yes and you're like I I could just see her. Just she wanted to say, "Just shut the fuck up." Did you see that? That uh, Marjorie Green Taylor, whatever. (laughs) Marjorie Taylor Green, the beast. And what'd she say? What was the line? It was. It was.
1: She's calling the vaccine passport Biden's mark of the beast, and that it's corporate communism.
0: Corporate communism. (laughs) (laughs) I I I think. (laughs) I think We Marx,
1: should do a whole podcast on what, how you could even have corporate <laughs> communism.
0: <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I think Marx just popped out of the grave and said, what the literal fuck is she talking about? <laughs> I mean, the fuck does that mean? It's clearly she doesn't know what any of those words mean.
1: I know. She and Lauren Boebert really, they really vie for stupidest among the House of Reps republicans
0: and they already had a lot of stupid people
1: i, I mean, know jim like G-
0: it's it's a Gohmert,
1: contest in that
0: house i mean i always thought that louis Gomert was the dumbest one but um <laughs> i remember tweeting <laughs> i remember tweeting it at like jim jordan and some of the others i'm like dude don't keep trying to out stupid louis Gomert. you know just let him be the dumbest one and you don't have to vie for it it's like it's like when oh, yeah. one of the trump brothers is trying to vie for being the dumbest trump i mean come on Everybody knows it's probably Eric, maybe. It feels like the Republican Party has decided that the dumber, the better. It reminds me of, you know, those setups that they would to define stupid criminals. They'd send out invitations for like a free cruise, you know, but it was really because they had 27 unpaid parking tickets or yeah. they were, you know, catching them in a sting. It feels like that's how the Republicans are catching their finding their their latest candidate. Are you dumb enough to believe that there's a, a child molestation a thing going on in a basement that doesn't exist? Oh, you're our candidate. Come on in. Do you think there are Jewish space lasers? Oh man, <laughs> we can actually run you. Oh man, look at <laughs> we we'll, Oh, I need to sign something. You want to say hi to Lori?
1: Hi Lori. Hi Lisa. How are you? Thinking in
0: there? She's getting all our our stuff off to the accountant to get taxes oh, done. Taxes? And so that's we have an extra
1: month. Biden even gave us all an extra month. I know,
0: I know. He's looking out for us. We got. $1,400. And you know, that, that, that bill, I mean, I think it's interesting is it, it'll be curious what happens with other legislation, but I mean, there was substantial addressing of poverty there stuff in there for the ACA in terms of expanding uh, subsidies yep. for healthcare. Holy hell. I mean, it, it's actually a pretty substantial bill It wasn't just about a paycheck to people who, you know, needed it.
1: They kept the message, the public message on giving people their relief bill because you know they knew Republicans can't back down on that. They needed right. that, they needed to give that because the people wanted it. 70% of the public supported that bill. Like That's unheard of. Very quietly, quite honestly, probably because of the amount of time and needing to get it done, they put in sweeping reform, really. I mean, people compared it a little bit to FDR.
0: And you talked about this as we were heading into this administration, we kept thinking back to how Obama used to treat Republicans like they were adults. Biden, to be fair, is not, is not treating them like children, but he is also not falling for the Lucy and the football thing, you know, where you're right. like, well, let's negotiate, let's be bipartisan. And then, I mean, I, I still remember the, just, enragement I felt with the ACA whenever the Democratic staffers would say that they would have conversations with the Republican staffers who would push and lobby and lobby to get certain things in the bill. And the staffer would say, well, can we get this support? And they're like, no, no, we're never going to vote for this thing. We just want you to do things we want you to do. It was so disingenuous. It was negotiated in bad faith the entire way through this. Clear to Biden, honestly, when he was running, that was one of the things I kind of had, kind of ducked my head and said, well, I'm guessing he's really going to Fall into the bipartisan stuff and actually just, but he has. I mean, I think he still is not trying to burn bridges. It's not like he's just saying "fuck you" to them. He is sort of like, if you're really not going to negotiate in fair, in in good faith, then I'm not going to work with you because I'm not going to give away the store when you're have no intention of, of voting for anything I do anyway. So
1: what he's doing a really good job of is publicly saying we want you to work with us. You need to get work with us. He's not giving an inch on where he stands, but he's also not berating them he's not publicly denouncing their tactics right. but behind the scenes he's like either come along or don't the real grind work that's being done is absolutely not putting up with the bullshit.
0: and it's not just biden clearly i mean i think his chief of staff is fantastic but one thing we never really hear about him it's not like he's in the news all the time but he knows exactly how the system works and you've got a whole team of professionals who know how to get shit done and that's one of the things i think that people sometimes forgot under the previous uh loudmouth it's amazing those people could find their way into the white house daily to get to their office i mean these are really dumb stupid people who shouldn't have been in government at all yeah and by contrasting that then we have an entire team of people who know what the fuck is going on.
1: I mean, this is why the COVID-19 vaccine plan is working and also why just about every week we hear how it's even better than we had originally thought because essentially they're organized and they know how to do this. Ron Klain knows what he's doing and he assembled a group to work on the COVID-19 rollout, has done this before. They know who to contact, they know which groups to put pressure on, they know who has to do what, to me that was one of the biggest things we saw with Trump when the pandemic first broke out. Unfortunately because Trump can never admit that he doesn't know something, he compounded the problem. Yes. But they don't understand government. They didn't even know which agencies you would yes. need to talk to, which groups would be responsible for, you know, procuring some of the equipment you need and who would be responsible for distributing and deciding and getting bids. Like they, you know, relied on their shady real estate tactics with bullying right. people and calling up old favors from shady people like of course it was a just completely botched stupid response because they didn't know what they were doing the biggest problem then after that was trump couldn't admit that and couldn't right. try and make it right by getting the right people he had to just pretend like nothing was wrong everything's great he's the best ever you know we know the story right. we Need to relive that horror now we have a president who just knows what's what sometimes being a Washington outsider is not the best thing. Being so entrenched that you're beholden politically to people is not good. But as you just mentioned, Biden is proving he's going on principle here. He He's being guided by principle and he himself is allowing his own entrenched more conservative democratic principles to be pushed further left by progressives who recognize this is our time. And it's not just that it's, this is our time politically these are some dire things we have got to get done because this this earth can't handle anymore this country this world can't handle you know the the level of poverty and economic disparity that we have like we have got to fix big problems or start working on big problems immediately if not three months ago so
0: right there was this young guy who knew Jared Kushner. And so Kushner pulled together a bunch of his cronies. And I think they were all relatively competent, I mean, at what they did. I mean, they were maybe traders. Right. He was talking about in there, he realized at some point they were they were trying to make a deal to buy PPE is what I think it was. And he said, no one in the group knew how to actually get a check cut from the government. They'd never done it. They didn't know how to get, they e- yeah. even get, get it paid for. You know, and I remember this going back to Ross Perot. I wanted to turn and stare at some of the people who I thought should know better, who are elevating him. One of the things you learn, it feels to me, if you're really honest with yourself going through a PhD program, is you learn as much as you're learning as you're going along and the things that you focus on, you know how much out there that you don't know. You know, you think about somebody who's good at something and, and the, the, you know, Ross Perot, I think, was a good businessman. He was actually good at, and unlike Trump. I mean, he was actually, he, right, he actually right. was good. At, but, but this idea somehow that just because somebody is good at one thing, that means they're automatically good at other things is, is stupid.
1: To think that just because you're good at business means you can run a government shows they have no idea what government does or how government works. We should go back to our eighth grade civics and be teaching people a lot better. Go watch Schoolhouse Rock. Schoolhouse
0: Rock, I was just thinking.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, you know, right. th- this is how a bill happens. You don't get to just come in as president and write a law, right? right. The way as a, a CEO or head of a business, you can just determine a direction. It doesn't happen that way. And, right. and for good reason, and for very constitutional and democratic reasons, it doesn't right. happen that way. Honestly, what we should have been asking when, and, you know, go back to the media here a little bit. But... When Ross Perot was running and, you know, he's saying, I, you know, I'm a successful business now. We should have been saying, then why the fuck are you over here trying to run the government? Because that doesn't, that does not translate at all.
0: Curious when people started comparing um, like the national economy to a household economy. (laughs) <laughs> that that has driven me crazy from the beginning. And I always sort of want to say to people, you know, like, well, I, you know, I balance my budget in my household. I'm like, I tell you what, when you can declare war and print your own money, you can come talk to me. Otherwise just shut the fuck up because that's not how this works. Roots of that kind of this simple-minded view of how government works. I mean, and to be fair, by the way, one of the things that Lisa and I pointed out early on, Trump didn't run a big company. He ran a family business that happened to, to own exactly. a lot of properties.
1: And he bankrupted most of it. He and it was bankrupted. all based on, you know, shady, shady deals. Many of them probably illegal, all of them skating along a very close line to illegality. But but Trump
0: stakes and Trump airplane, uh, airlines and- Trump uh, University. Yeah, Yeah.
1: lots of people really want to go to that school, don't they? Everybody says so, come on, oh, that guy. Shout out to Susie Lawrence for her comment that she's going to be mad about this for a very long time, and I'm with her. Like just the fact that we, even though he's not in office anymore, and we have to move on, and luckily we can move on, I'm still pissed that he was ever president.
0: Yep. Well, we think we've got enough for. A- you
1: got enough bullshit in a binder.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's time for a state sale, a podcast on American democracy. Because America is better than this. I, I, I can see our, uh, we probably need to get our merch shop up and running because bullshit in the binder <laughs> would be, that's a t-shirt right there. I Make a little money for uh we should a have sale. a
1: t-shirt shop.
0: <laughs> I mean, It'd be you,
1: me, Susie Lawrence and your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to get Bonnie Lattimore to wear no, that
0: one. <laughs> even even with the asterisks and the bullshit, we're not getting okay. Bonnie to wear it. Colleen that would now.
1: wear it too, so that's five. We can probably get a bulk
0: order. <laughs> Troy, uh, we can probably we'll have to send Tro- Troy and Colleen a free one because they were on the podcast. That's so true. so our, our our profit margin is shot already. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we should actually do, Lori, serious, is that we should just keep referring to the merch shop and not ever put one up. Just never yeah, like, that's
1: a great idea. You can get that our latest t-shirt in the merch shop
0: right right and and uh and please get one for Christmas and for your <laughs> friends and
1: right, yeah, and then we sorry. can see if people keep asking where's the merch shop then then we can do it.
0: you know, I'm having flashbacks to to the whole left behind mark of the beast <laughs> bullshit that I grew up with. <laughs> Jesus, I may have to go into therapy again. <laughs> Did you see recently? Uh, crash or went and gave a a, a toast at a wedding at Mar a Lago and took a shot at Biden in the middle of the toast. I'm like, who the fuck would ask that asshole to speak at your wedding? But anyway, that's an aside. Other but, assholes, right? That's right. That's right. I mean, they they're going after uh Rathless Burger or whatever his name Rathensberger. is. Rathensburger. Rathensburger, Thank you. I I keep thinking of uh, you know the hated quarterback for the, the rapist Steelers, quarterback. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't, don't we we'll just see have to if say, any
1: Steelers fan out there listens to us.
0: No, we could just, just say people say. I, I've heard people say that he's a rapist. That's what I right. Yeah, heard. I mean, there's a there's a <laughs> yeah, lawsuit. We, I mean, we probably don't want to get sued, but um,
1: no, probably not. Feeling good about getting that shot? Yes, that has made a huge difference. I have to uh, say. How do I
0: sign this? Um, just, just right underneath okay. me. It doesn't matter. B. <laughs> R A, you do remember how to spell it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Good to see you. You too. Sorry, thank you for letting me interrupt. I'm so sorry. No, hey, it's
1: totally going in the show, too, by the way. <laughs>